0: You're listening to Focus on the Bible. Here at Focus Evangelistic Ministries, we're always eager to help people understand the Bible. If you have a question about the Bible, you could send that in to us and we'd be right on that as best we can according to the time we have. We had a question recently come in that stated this What if I stop believing? What if I stop believing? I think the real intent behind this question, what if I stop believing, really is will I lose my salvation if I stop believing? And what a great question to ask! And we'll go right to the Bible and get on this. Let's talk about this. Well, the question, what if I stop believing, has a great big implication, and that is that you have believed. That would be a very powerful difference maker for you as a person if you have, in fact, believed. Let's check that. What do we mean when we say, I have believed? Well, we don't mean here when we say, I've believed, therefore I'm saved, that I simply believe in God. Now, it's amazing to me how many times I hear people with a great opportunity to share their testimony, and they use the phrase, I believed in God. Well, that's not a saving statement. The statement, I have believed in God, would make you a creationist. That would make you a deist, but it won't make you a saved person. We need to do a better job at explaining that regarding salvation, our belief needs to be in Jesus Christ, not simply God himself. Number two, when we say, I've believed, therefore I'm saved, we don't mean that God lets me work real hard at saving myself, so I believe in him that way. No, working hard at saving ourselves would in fact indicate that you have never believed in Jesus Christ for your salvation. This sounds like some of the cults who say, well, I believe in the grace of God. What they really mean is the grace of God gives me the ability to work for my own salvation. And that friend is no belief and no grace at all. Instead, when we say we believed in Jesus Christ, it means that we have put our faith in Him by His merit to save us single-handedly by His grace. Let's put this together. Here's the first truth we need to understand, that God is holy and His heaven is holy, but we're not. That's what the Bible means when it says in Romans 3.23 that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. God has this perfect glory and none of us do. We've fallen short of that. Therefore, there's a penalty because of our sin. And that penalty is death. There's no other penalty in the Bible for this. God never changed his mind since he told Adam that in the day that he ate from that particular tree, he would surely die. The penalty that you and I owe God is a death penalty nothing more than death, nothing less than death, and nothing else but death. Now, a lot of people get confused with church. No, 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 our penalty is not church. It has nothing to do with church. It's not an aisle walk or a baptism or a membership. The penalty is death, not church. And that's where Jesus comes in. He came into our world to pay that death penalty for us. That's why he took a body at Bethlehem. Have you ever wondered, what is that all about? Well, the eternal God, Jesus Christ, the pre pre preexistent creator of all things, took a body at Bethlehem. Well, why, if you're God... Why do you want a body? It's going to get thirsty. You'll have to feed it. It gets tired at the end of the day, and it's full of nerve endings. Why would God take a body? Because Jesus Christ is going to die in our place to pay that death penalty for our sin. And if you're God and you're planning to die, you'll need a body in which to die. That's the beautiful story of Bethlehem. And no one else in the whole wide world has any story of a Savior as God taking on flesh, paying a death penalty for sin, rising from the dead, saying that He'll save anybody who believe in Him. So friend, let's check this. Have you believed in Jesus Christ by His merit, to save you completely by His grace to you as a believer. If you haven't done that, won't you? And right now will be the best time to do that. It doesn't take an aisle walk in a church building. It doesn't take a special prayer that someone leads you in. It takes faith alone, in Christ alone, to save you in the first place. Until you've believed in Jesus Christ that way, well, you don't have to worry about stopping believing. You need to believe in Him for the first time, friend, and receive the gift of God, eternal life. Now, supposing that you have believed in Him today, a moment ago, or a year ago, or last week, or 10 years ago, whatever, what happened when you believed in In Jesus Christ to save you. I'm going to give you six things that happened. Here we go. Number one, John chapter one and verse 12 says, but as many as received him to them, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So when you believed in Jesus Christ to save you, you became a child of God. Now, that sounds pretty serious, huh? That is serious business with God. You see, God didn't simply save you. He made you His child. Well, if I'm God's child, what does that make God to me? He's my Father. So let me ask you, friend, what kind of Father is God? Is He the kind of Father that would take it out on a child if the child stopped believing in Him? Is he the father that would banish a child from his family? He, in effect, would kick out a child because the child had a crisis of faith. Not that kind of father, is he? Number two, John 3.16 is probably the most famous verse that more people know than any other. Jesus makes a promise here. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So when you believed in Jesus to save you, He did, and He gave you everlasting life. And He promises that you will never, what? perish you'll never die without having eternal life you've been given it by God because of your belief in Jesus and it's everlasting kind of life that you received so could you ever lose everlasting life if you lost it it wasn't very everlasting was it and your life friend is everlasting because Jesus said it was number three John four fourteen, Jesus is talking with a very difficult lady and he makes a promise to her there by a very special well of water. Here's what he says. Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So Jesus in John four fourteen says that being saved is like taking a drink of water. Now it's special water. And when you take a drink of that water, that's by believing in him, you get a well of spiritual water. Inside you is a well of spiritual water. And friend, that well will always flow. He says, in fact, that drink of water, his water is so good, you will never thirst. That's good. Number four, in John chapter 5, as we continue right through the great book of John, in verse 24, Jesus makes three promises to the believer. Here we go. Verily, verily, I say unto you... He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So we know that when you believed, that Jesus makes three promises. Number one, that you have everlasting life. Number two, will not come into condemnation. I mean, how many times does he have to say it? Not going to be condemned and then number three he says that we believers have already passed from death unto life and there just is no bridge that could take god's child across back into death number five in the book of acts in chapter 13 paul the apostle is preaching this great message and here's what he says verse 38 and 39 Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. And by him all that believe are justified from all things, from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Thank God we're not saved by obeying the law. Amen. Or we could never know that it was forever. But by believing in Jesus Christ, God now has justified you. That means he declared you righteous and he's forgiven you, he says, of all your sins. Everything is forgiven. Past sin, present sin, even future sin that you and I haven't done yet is already forgiven because Jesus died to pay it. Now, you might say, well, I don't know about those future sins. Listen, when Jesus Christ was dying on the cross, showing you that kind of love, all your sins were future, and he paid for them. In Ephesians chapter 1, this is number 6 if you're making a list, Paul the apostle makes a very special promise to the believer. In verse 12, he ends it with the phrase, in Christ, and he says this, In Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession under the praise of His glory. What did Paul say? He said, you heard the word of truth, the gospel. When you heard that good gospel, you believed. And when you believed in Jesus Christ, you were sealed by the Holy Spirit. And he says that Holy Spirit is the mark of our possession until we are completely bodily with God in everlasting life in heaven. Is that good news, friend? You were sealed by God's Spirit. So you see how that when you believed, heaven got very excited And Jesus promised full forgiveness and everlasting life and a well of water, that you are the child of God, says the Father. And now the Holy Spirit has made this commitment to seal you under the day of redemption. What I'm telling you is these six great promises of God all happen in the moment that you, thank God, believed in Jesus Christ. Friend, that makes you a person who is set aside by God. You are set apart by Him. God has you as a believer in His full attention. When you believed, God stitched Himself to you. And He did it in so many ways. And He did it with the strong threads of God's ability. You see, it's not in your ability, it's not in your faithfulness, it's not in your consistency to keep believing that lies your salvation. It's in the fact that you did believe, and in that moment, all these things stitched God to you. And friend, now there are too many things to unstitch. You just can't come apart from God. Thank God for salvation. That's forever. Now keep believing in Him. This episode is a production of Focus Evangelistic Ministries Incorporated. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, you can write to us at Focus Ministries Incorporated, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, freddycoyle.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E eorg We hope to see you again for next week's episode of Focus on the Bible.